0: Welcome back to another podcast here on the Trinity Church Walks At You podcast. I am Rob Price, along with our senior pastor, Mr. Lennon
1: Nolan. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing good. Rob, take no prisoners price. Ice Price, baby. Ice Price, baby. <laughs> good to have you back.
0: Thanks, man. Another fine Monday afternoon. We are now in week number trace, number three. We are. Of Life Groups, and we're still in Matthew. And we're walking through some very important components in Matthew five, Matthew twenty two.
1: Right, we're calling it. This is us, and the idea is that whenever Jesus looked forward to the, to the family, the worldwide family, he was creating. Like, a, what did he have in mind when he conceived of us? And yeah. so he walks through the Sermon on the Mount. Which is really the most elaborate description Jesus gives of what life in his community should should look like and what his how his kids should act. Yes. And so we've been in the Sermon on the Mount for a couple of weeks now. And uh, yeah, we tackled a, a difficult portion this week, but we did have a fun icebreaker at the start that I think you'll enjoy in your groups.
0: So it is this, folks. If you had the available time and money, what would be your ideal vacay your vacation so leaders if you choose to do that it could be for some interesting responses going around 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 their home around the living room around the, around the picnic yard outside so i'll put you in the spot first what would your ideal vacation be mr lennon nolan
1: yeah you know the answers to this question always reveal things about personalities yeah. and uh, the ideal vacation for me rob is i think in a wilderness fortress maybe up on a mountain Beautiful log cabin far away from everyone with a um you know cabinets full of, of coffee, coffee, a coffee. refrigerator full of bacon, a porch <laughs> overlooking, you know, a distant lake with my uh German Shepherd Aslan at my feet, Crystal at my side, a hawk trained to hunt wild bacon on my shoulder. <laughs> I don't know really. I hadn't thought about it. What what is uh, what's your dream <laughs> vacation? <laughs>
0: For me, I think it would actually be, um, I'm a big golf fan. So, and Mm -hmm. I've never though been over the pond across the pond to play the old Scottish courses, you know, St. Andrews and that Uh whole circuit of courses. I would love to have a time, maybe a week, week and a half and go play six, seven, eight courses culminating in of course, St. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, I've heard people have done it. They say it's, it's the, uh, write a passage to all great you know, golf fanatics. So who knows, maybe one day I have an extra 10 grand to blow and, and do that over there.
1: Yeah, we did frame it. If time and money were no obstacle, uh, yeah, and yeah, unfortunately yeah. time and or money are usually an obstacle.
0: Both problems, yeah. problemos. <laughs> but that could be a good way just to kind of get into your life group uh, this week. So, uh, but yeah, onto more of the content in Matthew 5. Walk us through what you think some of the key takeaways in your mind were as you as you delivered the message.
1: Yeah. So this question, you know, we always want to uh, you want to hear what the message made everyone think and what stood out to them, because you will oftentimes find it surprisingly different from different people. I, I think the gist of our passage this week, Matthew 5, 17 through 20, is Jesus reminding us that um, that the law is really about the heart. And this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about how that both simplifies and intensifies things. Um, And so that's really what Jesus emphasizes uh, in this passage where he says, I didn't come to throw everything about the law aside. I came to fulfill it.
0: What's interesting is Jesus, Pastor, said that your righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees, not just match it. It's as if he's saying, you think they're living right. You can see nothing yet. We're talking yeah. about a whole nother level of commitment to something. And that is L O V E. That is, you know, when I teach on covenant, there's a difference between a covenant and a contract mm-hmm. contract is the giving of products, services, you know, uh, goods, and these can be negotiated, annulled, changed, written in ink and, and, and pen. But a covenant is the giving of oneself. Yeah. You're giving your entire self in covenant love. Yes. Covenant is covenant love. So Jesus is saying, we're not living contractually anymore with other people. Yeah. We're living in a covenant bond. You are in, indebted yeah. to love one another. Mm-hmm. That's covenantal in its scope. In love in
1: love leads to more. You were looking at the notes earlier and you pointed this out. Love leads to more than just that contractual level of obedience, the goods and services, if you will, because here in Matthew 23, 23 and 34, Jesus kind of gets down to that, doesn't
0: he? Well, he mentions three things. and I want to I want to pin you down on this one. I think so does our congregation. When when Jesus said, woe to you guys, all you scribes and Pharisees, you bunch of hypocrites. Uh, by the way, on, on a pause note, he uses a lot of exclamation points.
1: Matthew does, 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 which tells
0: me that Jesus was, can I dare say this heightened? Maybe I don't want to say yelling, but he was very animated because throughout this chapter, there's a lot of exclamation points. Mm -hmm. So he's driving something home and Jesus says, you pay your 10th, you pay your tithe, whatever, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law, which really is the love of love. And that is these three things, pastor, justice, justice, Mercy and faithfulness, would you walk us through as our as our shepherd here what does that actually look like to administer and express and and to give out justice, mercy, and faithfulness to our fellow neighbor because Jesus says you are to love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself
1: well yeah you look at you look at these things Jesus talks about you tithe your basically from an herb garden uh you know Dr. Reynolds said this week they talking about tithing, even herbs. And Jesus didn't say that was unimportant. He said, you're you're really tithing, that's good. You should have left, you should have done this and not overlooked these other things. Yeah, And I think these weightier matters always come down to, like you're saying, whether or not love is being shown to people. So you see a couple of different times, we talked about one of them in the book of Luke, where it says that Jesus is teaching on the Sabbath and there are people there, uh, one we didn't talk about this week with a withered hand, And, you know, everyone's observing him, you know, are you going to break the law by what they see is just working on the Sabbath? So Jesus looks around at them and uh, and at their hearts, the fact that they're going to be upset, you know, by him healing a man and restoring his hand. And it says it turned his it turned his stomach. It Mm -hmm. broke his heart. And I think that's what it is. Like they're like no work on the Sabbath, a letter of the law. Mm -hmm. And yet they had no compassion on the fact that Jesus was able to do a miracle for this man, mercy, you know, goodness of God. And, uh, and that wasn't good enough for them because they're so, I I suppose, contractual contractual without, without love.
0: I think that's what it is. And me being a guy who does look at the filter of my life and scripture through covenant, I'm, as we're talking about this, it's unfolding to me, like these guys were just stuck in a contract. They literally thought that they checked the boxes that they would earn righteousness. Yeah, they would be credited into their account, but that's not how it works. It's Abraham in Genesis 15; he believed God, and it was accounted unto him or credited unto him as righteousness. Right. Then that believe means to trust in, cling to, adhere to, rely upon. Totally engage yourself with God. And that sounds a lot like love. It does, <laughs> Honor and Respect, it? yes. Yeah. yeah. So Jesus actually gives a second command, if you will, uh, an instructional uh, word when he says, Look, there's a second rule. Don't just love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. There's another one. And he says, It's just like it. And I have a, a hunch that, that the Greek word, or the Aramaic word is like it means the same thing. And that is, you've got to love your neighbor as yourself so to you pastor does it sound like one way to love god through a tangible means is actually by expressing love to another human being because you're representing god's desire to be loved upon
1: well yeah even the even the portion we just read a minute ago where jesus says i'm not telling you you shouldn't have tithed but you shouldn't overlook love justice mercy these are only things you can do for people yes. these aren't things you do for things And so the fact that Jesus is asked to name one law, but he names these two, I think does show that we cannot validly love God and overlook people and not treat people lovingly. And so I love that it's just another way, yet again, where Jesus ties up knowing the right things and doing the right things with treating fellow image bearers the right way.
0: So in our life groups this week, guys. It's a chance for you to literally live this out. There's going to be people in your living room and your space that you get to love. And I think part of that, don't you think pastor is learning to appreciate people's hobbies, their interests, their desires, their viewpoints on things. Um, we have to accept other people, whether not in their faith walk. So this week, how can we actually love our neighbor in our life groups this week?
1: One of the simple ways, you know, we pray for each other every week. And whether you're whether you're a leader or a host for the life group, or you know, this is just your group, this is where you go. Uh, when was the last time you checked on someone and said, "Hey, we prayed for this last week. How's it going?" You're right. And maybe you don't wait until uh, the prayer time at the end of things. Maybe you catch someone as they walk in the door and just say, "Hey, I was thinking about you, or I was yeah. I was praying for you." And you you really embody that. Just again we keep on saying the same thing that it's not just about absorption of information. It's about a transformed life in the way that we interact with others. And so even keeping that in mind is that, Hey, if we were just going to do a Bible study, we could have stayed home. Yeah. But part of this gathering is being um, Jesus's people to one another.
0: I'll remind you what you told us a few weeks ago. And I think this is where we can love each other. When pastor Lennon told us, he said, listen, I'm not going to wing it, so you don't wing it either. Let's not wing it this week. Whether we're a leader, a, a host, or an attender, let's all come ready to engage. Let's come with the information in our minds, in our hearts, so we don't come with, well, what do you got this with, teach. Let's know where we're going to go, and let's not wing it, because if you just wing it, You're actually telling people, I don't really respect your time enough to be here. I'm here because I have to, but I'm not really prepared to be here. And that's a small thing, gang, but it is an act of love. So let's wrap up this podcast with some final thoughts from Pastor Lennon about just how we should go forth and conquer this week. And then you have a couple of announcements as well that we've heard before, but they are bare worth repeating again. So how do we want to wrap up this podcast today?
1: Yeah, you know, on the announcement end just we want to mention it again for a little while. Um, but uh Dr. Bartell's class on Ecclesiastes at eight forty-five AM on Sunday mornings, if you want to be a part of that. And uh time is running out to sign up for the ladies' retreat. And um, yeah, those kind of things, just everyday stuff. can I throw in something here? Yeah. Though, Rob, um, this last week at the at the end of the service, I, I wanna kind of go back to that and say what we said again. Um this Sunday morning, Rob, we you were you were traveling visiting family this week. I was so um, we ended the service, but I gave a salvation invitation this week. Uh, nobody nobody responding for salvation, and um, and that happens sometimes. Uh, but while in the midst of that moment, I was thinking just how much um, how much we want our house to be one where people come to meet God, and how much mm-hmm. I want it to be. Uh, an experience of all of us who call Trinity Church our home to see a friend, a coworker, a family member uh, come to know God. It, it can happen anywhere, but within these walls, while the gospel is preached, yeah. uh, to see them be baptized. You know, on the middle of a Sunday morning. Yeah. And so, I guess in closing, what I would just want to say is, um, I'm asking everybody in the sound of my voice to remember what it was like, uh, not to know what you know, not to know who you know, and to kind of take it as a personal mission to pray for, um, unreached friends to be reached by God and to pray for his opportunity to play a part in that for them.
0: Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time to once again, gather around the podcast world and just kind of get queued up for next week's, uh, ministry in our homes and our places and here at the church. So just anoint our conversations, our dialogue, the content and advance your kingdom this week, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you guys.